Butcher. What's up, Clyde? So, uh, we're here to do this gig. Yeah, yeah, you, you ready? Did you get the banner? The one that says our name in big, shiny yeah, yeah. swords? Says Death Sluts on it. Yeah, all in swords. Like, it, it, you drew the daggers, right? Fuck yeah. No, I well, I I went to the flea market and I got real daggers and I super glued them on there. Oh, that's even, be- even better, bro. Even it's kind of like Clyde. a macaroni project, but like more fucking metal. Clyde, if I weren't so... Horny? Horny, I would, I would stop masturbating. <laughs> we start masturbating. <laughs> that is the best improv scene we've ever done. Hey everybody! <laughs> Welcome to the indie film review. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, you know what was so funny about it is the scene was actually going really, really well, and I ruined it. I ruined I could, it. I could you yes, and me into a corner. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even let you get your idea out because, like, you were going to take it somewhere and I just jumped on it. Oh, shit. Anyways, hey, this is the Indie Film Review. Again, I'm Jared. That's Dan. Sometimes we like to do little silly bits. Yes. Uh, that that kind of pertain to the film that we watch. <laughs> or go down a really or dark sexual... Go down a dark sexual path, which is basically the title of my audio biography. Uh, yeah, so... Dark sexual path. With, yeah, with yeah. Jared. Oh, I have tears in my eyes. How stupid that was. Uh, okay, so yeah, we're, we're here to review a film. Dan, what was that film? That film was All Night Gaming, directed and written by Michael Cusack. Sent to us by Jack Michel. Michelle? Mitchell. So yeah, Jack sent this to us. Um, it's M-I-C-H-E-L. So we're sorry. I'm sorry if I'm not saying your name correctly, but... So Jack was in another film that we had watched. Yes. Cerulean Blue, which was a really fun, moody, like, road trip piece that I liked uh, a lot. And uh, he was fucking great in it. It was so funny because we get a lot of fucking emails and, uh, you know, we get things thrown at us all the time. And he emailed this to us and I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, we'll watch it. And then I started watching All Night Gaming and I'm like, this guy is really familiar. (laughs) I'm like, who is this guy? And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Jack. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, thank you so much for sending this to us. I did not make the connection because... You're dumb as hell. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's he has facial hair in Cerulean Blue, and he's playing a teenager in this one. And I'm like, well, he, he looks like he's a pathetic teenager. I, he's, I, so I didn't recognize him. I'm an idiot. You're right. Well, Jared, let's get into All Night Gaming, because this film is almost two hours long. There's a lot to dissect here. Absolutely. Dan, could you explain what this film is about? Okay, so the gist of this film, I'll just explain the gist, is a teenager who is, I can't, I can't it's very hard for me to empathize with, and that's probably the point, but only because I'm a high school teacher, but this teenager is super lazy, doesn't want to do anything, and then blames himself and gets really depressed because he doesn't want to do anything, and then he's given one night to... Um, make up this essay that is like 50% of his overall grade. And he's a senior and he wants to graduate, go to university to make his mom happy. And he runs into problems trying to get his paper done all in one night. Yeah, I think that's maybe the biggest issue with the film is I don't care about 
any of these characters. Interesting. Because I feel the exact opposite. And really? Here, here, is, here is the other part of the film. So you okay. have to treat this film not like what I just said. Because that, who cares about that? What this film is, it's a film like American Graffiti. It's a film like Dazed and Confused. It's just okay. little vignettes of teenage romps throughout the entire night. And they all co-mingle. And they all kind of converge at one point. Right, like you've seen Days and Confused, mm. right? The mm-hmm. yeah, so it, it, that's what it felt like to me. It was like a teen movie from you know that ilk. Oh, and I loved the fuck out of this movie. It was really? so good. Like it was hilarious. It made me laugh. It tickled me so many so many times. Like the shenanigans they get in are just fantastic. The the imagination. Of these characters, like the, the, I'm talking about Cusack's imagination of writing these characters and then writing these insane, just happenings that that go on in this film. It's it's like it's like days. It's it's weird to say this, but it's like days and confused on drugs. Basically, is how I I, I got this film. Man, I, we have like complete opposite opinions of this film. This is very interesting. I loved it so much. This uh, this so a little more. This gives. Go ahead. This gets a Dan Award so far. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's only March, Those but are coveted. I know. Dan Awards are coveted, and they're covered in beard hair. Yes. <laughs> I pulled them out of my beard. Hey, it could have been pube hair, right? Beard hair is pube hair. Be lucky. Oh my God, you're right. You know what's a <laughs> uh, tangent? Slight tangent. This is something my wife just read to me randomly. She was just reading on her phone. She goes, "Did you know that you're." Your asshole is made out of the same material as your lips. And then she just looks at me. (laughs) And you said. And I was. It changed my life. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. It changed my life, Dan. It makes a lot of sense. Butthole lips. Yes. All right. Anyways. So a little context on Michael Cusack. Cusack. He is uh, doing Adult Swim stuff. He's doing Smiling Friends. He's doing a show called Koala Man. Now, I've seen a little bit of Smiling Friends. It's very funny. I really liked it. Interesting. I have to check it out. I like a lot of his animated work. I think it's super cool. He's he's hit big, especially Adult Swim. is fucking rad as shit. I grew up watching that. I love that stuff. See, you really enjoyed this movie. I did. What aspect of the film did you like the most or i guess like what group of characters the metalheads 100 percent. agree 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 i as soon as i realized that i hated the main character and not not to say any disparaging marks to jack mitchell he did so good as this main character it's just that character i encounter so much at my job that i'm like i don't have time for you get out of my face and i'm glad it turned into not just about him so you didn't find it jarring that we spent like 36 minutes with the main character and then suddenly we're like doing all these other different, it, it felt like the movie just started splintering off. It, like you okay, were saying. I, I don't want to say. I don't feel like we ever got to know any of these characters well enough for me to care about them, but go ahead. Well, that was the point of Days of Confused. Like you never do. I guess so. It's just little vignettes. But like you said, we spend a lot of time with Jamie and we get to know him because that's what sets up the the climax of the film. Mm-hmm. Like you need to have the importance of him trying to complete this paper in order for the climax to make sense. Yes, it feels a little jarring 
because it is right off the bat, like just, you know, all about him and I don't want to get to know him. And then we get to know these other characters. So yes, you don't really get to know them enough to care about them. But again, it trails off into that Days of Confused American Graffiti type of movie where it's like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. This is just, this is one night in a teenager's life and we get to see different yes. people. And y- you don't necessarily have to, yeah, have that. Well, here's what I'll say. If you're doing a type of film like this, then what's going to carry you through is the scenes and how interesting everything is, right? Yes. It's not, you're not getting attached to the characters. But for me, scene to scene, I was not interested in a lot of the content that was going on, mm. um, except for when it was the metalheads. I kind of wish the story was more about them and just like them having like an insane psychedelic death venture. I wanted more of them a hundred percent. Like everything, everything about their storyline just worked for me, especially whenever you get to see the performances. Mm-hmm. But I think it was edited in a tasteful way where it's like, we're only going to give you a little bit of this. You don't deserve mm. a whole movie of these guys. Yeah. Because the, the only time I feel like this movie really was grabbing me and I was interested was like the very, very end. That's unfortunate. When it got so surreal and insane, I was like, where was this? Like the entire film. I wanted this. I enjoyed, I enjoyed all the little dramas that we got. Well, you got a question for me, Dan? Yes, Jared, I do. Um, how did you like just... Okay, so we, we've already talked about that. You like the um, the Metalheads. Metal Boys. How did you like that amazing band that came on before them? The, the four-piece acoustic metal people? <laughs> it was great because it's like... It, you think it's going to be like a death metal thing and they all come out with like acoustic guitars and they're just like strumming around. And then the dude has like his crazy staff and the hair and he cuts his hand. That was fun. I, yeah, yeah I enjoyed that. And I liked how they built up this concert night fest, you know, and they're like, Oh, it's such a, it's a big yearly concert. And, and the night gaunts come out. Oh yeah. There's fucking night okay. gaunts in this. Also here's, here's, <laughs> here's another question because I think it's very relevant to, to filmmakers craft. There are multiple times in this film that suspenseful music and long drawn out pauses get added to just add this really strange suspense to to Jamie's character. Like not not to his character specifically, but like Logan, the the leader of the band, he's like, you don't want to hang out with those people like the people that hang out all night. And like if the the music goes quiet and somber and like it gets really creepy, you're like, what is going like? Why? why do we have to be warned about this? And then, and then the nerds do the same exact thing to them and it just gets all creepy and quiet. And like, this is wonderful. I loved. So how did you like those music stings? You're right. That was pretty good. It was weird because how this all gets kicked off is the main character. Uh, well, I guess we're going to get into spoilers now. Yeah. So if you want to watch this film, if you go to British sure just all night Let me get oh, the is actual it like just free site. for everybody. Yeah, it's fucking free for everyone, man. So this is an Aussie feature. Yep, it's allnightgamingmovie.com. So go to allnightgamingmovie.com. You can see the entire film for free. Boom, it's right there. So I think that's fucking rad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really, really cool. So yeah, Dan, what were you going to say? I want to preface everything by saying that the biggest problem I had with this film, and it probably speaks to your 
lack of enjoyment of the film too is I don't think the film is titled properly Mm -hmm. because what the film turns into this kind of dazed and confused feeling movie and what the film is titled like all night gaming just, it doesn't feel like it fits the tone of the film because all night gaming is the name of the club or the internet cafe that he goes to, to write his paper that everybody ends up in. So I get why it's called All Night Gaming, but I'd rather it be called something else to to lessen the expectation on All Night Gaming to make that 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 climax more of a surprise or the yeah. the narrative crises more of a surprise. Yeah, and I don't feel like we spend too much time at that cafe. Either. Yeah, it was like we're just, we're just we're going around to so many other places, and so many other things are happening. What did you feel about the villain? of this if there even is a villain uh so we we have uh adam i think is the jock yeah oh god he was he was awesome like he uh, good good actor at least yeah um he oh yeah i think the acting in this all around was really good everybody in this film and it's a fucking huge omnibus of a film like there's a lot of Mm -hmm. people a lot of players in this adam i didn't have a problem with his narrative arc there was a conflict with his girlfriend his conflict made sense. His motivation made sense. And it was backed up by his foil character. Yeah. And then he went off the fucking rails because he's a jock. He's a, he's a hothead. So I think he makes sense. Sure. But every scene he was in, I didn't care about what was going on. Right. So like, I'm like, I don't like this guy. Why are we following him? Why do I have to hear Like, why do I care about him trying to find his girlfriend? And they dedicate so much time to it. They have to do something where, you know, I just feel like the scenes with him and his three bros weren't interesting. They would come and they would say some stuff. Like he, one guy was like telling a story about he was making out with a girl. And he's like, oh, is that why you have vomit all over you? And he's like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. I guess more I was thinking of it as like, this is a comedy and I'm going to be laughing. That's your, that's the problem. Like I, I, I can't, that's not where the film is. I can't reiterate it enough. Like whenever I watched days and confuse, I was not invested in any of the conversations they were having because they weren't important. What was important was I was watching their night unfold. Right. And how they interconnect. And that is what makes the film go. Now, what you are addressing, I think, is the pacing. Yes, we spend a little bit too much time with certain characters, and sometimes mm-hmm. it gets a little bit um, long-winded, or um, yeah, long-winded. Because like we can we can get that narrative arc in there without having as much dialogue, especially mm-hmm. with characters that you know you don't necessarily. Um, because like you have those long-winded conversations, but then you also have so much time devoted to Jamie and his plight that. So so maybe maybe you are right in that the film does suffer from some pacing issues, but okay. still, the film's plot just wins me over. It's absurd. Let's talk about some of the absurdities. Like let's talk about sure. what makes this film what what you liked about the film. I guess. Um, well, the night gaunts. They're like these evil demons, men in trench coats, hooded uh, cloaks or whatever, and. Um, you never see them, and and characters just refer to them like, oh yeah, those are just the night gods. They're like, you know, the rulers of evil, and uh, we're always trying to impress them with our dark sorcery or whatever. And it's just, it's played off as like this is a normal thing that everyone yeah, knows about. The context, and it's totally fine. <laughs> the context is the the band. So what's what's their name? 
haunting torment the haunts of torment dan the haunts of torment so they're this band that are gonna they're playing night fest and they're gonna go up but like logan is the only one that is trying to make this death metal band happen and he knows that in this area you have to like appease the night gaunts because that's how you do things in in metal and his his friend um hoth Todor Menajlovic. Anyway, Hoth is like this no-nonsense, like, I don't want any frilly stuff. He constantly calls things gay, and he's like, he just has that attitude, like, just whatever. But bear in mind, this film was set in, like, 2009, where, like, you know, vernacular is um, different. Anyway, he's like, fuck all this girly shit. Fuck all your pansy metal. I just want straight up metal like you're you're a sellout and he's like certainly very pretentious with his with his uh (laughs) what is metal and what can yeah what isn't isn't which was interesting and the whole time logan's like dude we have to do this or the night guns are like that's what makes it that's that's how we do things (laughs) yeah 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 you don't you're like what are you talking about and then it cuts to like it pans over to these people that are just standing in the shadows you're like wait what amazing <laughs> and then and then they treat it like it's not a big deal and that was really funny i liked that i enjoyed the threat of night gods and then just have it be another thing that's just happening and then that all leads to one of my favorite scenes in the movie where jock happens upon logan's set so mm-hmm. basically there's this issue where like um Logan's drummer has all of the equipment, all the amps and the generator that they use to power the amps. He has all of it in the van and he fucking disappears for like 3 hours and he's not yeah. able to play the show. So they have to play the show with That was funny. With fucking electric guitars and no amps, no microphone and they're a death metal band. Yeah. So they're up good. there. Doing, but there's one person in the audience. And there's only one MC and he the MC was awesome mm-hmm. too. But um they're doing this thrash shit and he's like kind of doing this into the microphone or not if there were a microphone he's like kind of whispering he's like oh god. Oh, god. Yeah. And so like, yeah. so he's not even projecting his voice. He's just like mimicking his guitar and then Adam and his cronies show up and they they're drunk as hell and they start laughing and making fun of him. Right. Yeah. And they yep. are that was trauma. It was an amazing scene. And like it was it played out so well because it, it's so funny. And then it's juxtaposed with this like real area of like this guy just being a complete douchebag and shattering them. And you're like, oh, my God, I feel so bad for these metal guys because you can they, they look distraught. They look like I what's going on i guess i wanted more character growth from this jock but it is kind of funny what happens to him at the end yes he is just an obstacle for people to so like i guess that's why i don't understand why we focused on him so much if he is just an obstacle for people to overcome then why dedicate so many scenes to him because the scenes that are dedicated to him set up the obstacle for the other character which we don't necessarily care too much about which is his girlfriend yeah, the whole girlfriend character, a Jenna, I think is the name of she. I, she doesn't really have a lot of characterization. Yes, I just feel like she's just kind of there for Jamie to fall in love with, but for some reason, yeah. It, but what she's there for is for placement because Jamie finally gets his paper done, 
and Adam finally finds Jenna talking to Jamie. Jenna. In the in, Jenna. And in the the Seber Cafe, the internet cafe, and um he's like, Oh, you nerds only want one thing. And he's generalizing because Jamie was only there to do his paper, but he thinks that all nerds just want to play video games. So he destroys the computer that Jamie this was so frustrating because why was the owner of the cafe just letting this happen? And then he destroys so many monitors and computers. And then the owner, I like the payoff for the owner that he's a huge guy. Mm-hmm. And that he just picks up the bully and throws him out. But my thing is like, no cops, no nothing. Like, ah. Well, what had happened before was, so Jenna and her friend come to the internet cafe. They just, they happen upon it because they're bar hopping. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what are you guys from school doing here? And then they invite friends, and those friends invite more friends. And eventually this internet cafe becomes the new club. And they start dancing around all the computers. And <laughs> the guy who owns the internet cafe, is he's just zoning out. He's like, well, what the fuck ever? <laughs> I think I would enjoy this movie more if I was younger. Honestly. Yes, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it is the youth in me. If I was in my teens, I think I would like this a lot more. Well, it feel it's a very teen movie. Like it's it's like I said, I can't say it enough. But Dancing Confused, that's what it reminds me. Can I of. address something that's um, it's very important to me and it's very serious? Yes. And um, I think it's just something like I can't ignore, and I feel like it really. Um, people with wet lips. Now this is. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That- One in ten people suffer from. Oh my god! And what I'm here to say is I see you. It bothered me so much. (laughs) I accept you with your wet lips. It just made me want to wipe my face the whole time. (laughs) What the fuck? Okay, there's a character named Lloyd who has a subplot where Jamie and Lloyd are talking and he's like... Lloyd's like, there's this girl I've been chatting with a lot and I think she likes me and I don't know, I'm afraid. And the whole thing is, like, Jamie wants to be more like the nerds because of their work ethic and everything seems easy for them. And Lloyd wants to be more like Jamie because he's so suave and cool and he's, like, stress-free. So they kind of learn stuff from each other, which I like. I like that aspect of it. But Lloyd has the wettest... It looks like he's just got lip gloss on. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, all over, like, on his... Where his, you know, just, like, on his nose almost. It's just so much. And I don't know if that was on purpose or what was. was going on. Like just to make him look more nerdy. It was it was so distracting to me. I was just like, why? What is happening? But to not address it, not even once, was strange. Like even as a joke, someone say something. Uh yeah. So that changed my life. Lloyd and um I think Ben, his his gaming friend. Yeah, yeah. It reminded me a lot of of me needing your help in Dark Souls. Oh, that was really stupid when uh, that guy, he drinks the potion because earlier they were talking about it. And he's like, now I have magic. And he like tries to shoot out a fireball out of his hands. And and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) That was was such a good scene. That was pretty good. There were some pretty good scenes. Yes. Okay. So pacing issues aside, the humor in this film, the humor in this film is fantastic. Like. Michael Cusack definitely is a comedy writer. He he knows how to make people laugh. Well, I know for sure because uh, watching his, well, yeah, his animated shows are fucking hilarious. They're so good. 
Um, let's talk a little bit about how ridiculous the <laughs> climax of this film is. Sure. Yeah, let's do it, Dan. I'm all ears. All right. So um, Jamie is like, I need to get these... <laughs> This this is a stupid plot line. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Like this is where I'm like, okay, okay, movie. We need to we need to move this on. But Jamie is bound and determined to finish his paper in this internet cafe by getting all of these these clubbers out because by now like the it's a whole club and they've been kicked out of the club or they came out of the club and they try to get back in but now there's a bouncer and the bouncer won't let them back in and that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but oh yeah, the bouncer thing was really good. So Jamie's idea is, hey, let's get Logan's band to come in and play for these clubbers, and that's going to make them all go away. And he gives them the most amazing pep talk to come in and just play for them, because he's like, you're going to vanquish the the imposter nocturnes who are just, they're, 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 they're posers and you're the mm-hmm. true ones. So you're yeah. going to go in and you're going to play the song and you finally get to hear their metal song. And it's fucking awesome. It was awesome. It was so good. The Nocturne people. The, it just took so long yeah. for us to get to it. Yeah. The, the Nocturne people come into the club and Logan works in a morgue and he, <laughs> he steals a dead body from the morgue and yeah. takes it with them. And then, unveils it to the nocturnes and the nocturnes start eating the flesh Rip it apart yeah yeah it was really so crazy if you're watching this movie thinking it's just a dazed and confused type movie and then this fucking happens at the end you're like what is going on they sneak in some crazy shit and i just wish there was more crazy shit like that if everything was in really absurd but they all played it straight like oh yeah mm-hmm. this is kind of what happens yeah. i think that would have been really fun I need to give a shout out to a character, my favorite character, and I, I I can't believe it took me this long to talk about him. Grim Arthur. He is the guy who looks like Prince Joffrey, but a goth. And he's in a black cloak. He's the... The MC. The MC. Yeah, yeah. For Nightfest. Yeah, he was fantastic. He is wonderful. <laughs> he, I loved every scene with him in it. There was one... Okay. When they first meet him... And he meets the band members. He's like, oh, you will be playing for us. That is great. He goes, I propose we give three cheers to the moon. <laughs> he just looks and he, at the he moon. looks up at the moon and then they are like, what? And they look up at the moon. He goes, ah, what fun. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this guy is so good. Why is he not in the entire film? Like I, I loved him. I, he, Grim Arthur, like is I feel like that's part of comedy. That's what makes comedy good is like the timing and how sparingly yeah. you use things that are funny. Oh, Grim Arthur. Yes, Grim Arthur is definitely wonderful. Magnifique. Anyway, what an amazing name. So I know. So he, he, they, the, 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 the nocturnes. They eat the dead body. The blood goes everywhere. The, the clubbers scream and run out. And Jamie's yeah. finally able to. Um, uh, finish his paper. Uh, Adam, oh, I thought you were talking about Logan. Sorry. Yeah, Go no, ahead. Jamie's finally able to finish his paper. Adam comes in, ruins everything, blah, blah. We've already talked about it. Now, Adam's payoff is he gets stuck in the morgue mm-hmm. where the dead body was taken from. <laughs> well, he gets kidnapped by the band, oh, the band members. members. Yes. They all they all jump in they and get, then he yeah, wakes they up get and their he's in the morgue. Come up in, so he gets that was a really cool shot of yes. him being trapped. Yes, it was. <laughs> I mean, you cannot I cannot poo-poo the cinematography and the craftsmanship of this film. 
the music a lot of the time was pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. It was all original score. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I'm so glad it came. Like, I was so surprised whenever I'm like, what, the, what is all night game? Like, what is this? I, I thought it was going to be about gaming again. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Whenever something's about like gamers and gaming, I'm just like, oh boy, ready for the cringe. Let's get cringy. And it was not as cringy as I thought it would be. So that was nice. Um, okay. Well, that's the show. Uh, Dan, you do plug. Yes, you can find us on Twitter at Indie Film Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Indie Film Review Pod. You can email us at theindiefilmreview at gmail.com. Reach out to us. We will communicate with you. Also, we have a Patreon. If you would like to contribute to our Patreon, it is patreon.com slash Indie Film Review. Um, we have three tiers, $1, $3, $5, and that $5 is primarily for filmmakers who would like to get their film bumped up to a shorter list. Because if you submit, it typically takes about six to seven months. Typically. Six to seven months. Typically. Six to seven months. <laughs> and the shorter list is uh, two to three weeks. It's fast. As of right it's now. It's much faster. Yeah. Until, I have said this before, until we get too many Patreons, <laughs> then I've defeated the entire purpose of the actual list. Get but it so while far, it's hot. Yeah, the system is working as it should be right now until inflation hits it. And then I think we'll have to do something else. Uh, but yeah, anyways. Uh, okay. Thank you so much for listening. Necropoticon is a place you can go to check out other podcasts like ours that are also uh, equally or greater in entertainments. Uh, so that's necropoticon.com. There is a podcast on there. It is an actual play Call of Cthulhu podcast called Sons of the Fathers. And I'm on it. Holy shit. Multifaceted, multi-talented. That's me. Uh, I play a character on there. It's a really fun uh, show. It's dark. It's creepy. It's funny when I'm on it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, go check it out. Um, uh, yeah, there's a ton of other really great podcasts on there, you know? We got improv stuff. We got uh, uh, people reading their short stories they wrote when they were little kids. We got other movie podcasts. We got other D&D podcasts. It's great. So yeah, go check it out. Necropoticon.com. It's in the game. Yeah. I think that's our... Uh... No, it's. I'm sorry. It's always growing, always showing. Always. That's our... Showing. That's... <laughs> Every I cannot show. forget that that is the official... All right, Danny, you have the final word. Yes, I am Jarkon, frontman of the <laughs> horrid moon veils, and I'm going to <laughs> sing my famous song, Stab You in the Eyes for the Sacrifice of Blood to the Dear God. Can, wait, can we get that uh, title one more time? Stab You in the Eyes. <laughs> For the sacrifice of blood to the dear God. Nice. Here we I go. I thought I was going to trip you up. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.